Hey guys, and welcome to the Health for Happy podcast. Maya here, ready to dive deep into all of the things from health and wellness, fitness and body positivity, relationships, career, and self love, all to find our inner happy. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode one of the Health for Happy podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here. And yeah, let's get into this. So today's podcast is just going to be um, an intro to the um, topics that we'll be covering and basically kind of who am I, Um, my background, what I'm up to now, and why I started the Health for Happy blog, the Health for Happy Insta page, everything like that. So let's dive in. I'm so happy that you guys are here, whether you are um, new to this whole health wellness world and just starting your journey or whether you are um experienced and you are here to to get um someone else's perspective. So my name is Maya Waring for those of you who do not know me. Um I grew up in Stony Creek, Ontario, uh Canada, and uh right now I am an undergraduate student at the University of Ottawa. So right now I'm studying biomedical sciences. Um, I chose to do that just because originally I actually wanted to go into medicine, traditional medicine. And um, as of now, I'm actually switching gears just a little bit, and I'm hoping to go into naturopathic medical school and, um, yeah, be a naturopathic doctor. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I just wanted to really um, let you guys know kind of how I've gotten to this point, why I am so um, invested and curious and excited about health and wellness and my journey growing up um, with that um, health and wellness aspect. (laughs) So growing up, um, I was always sick. So in some sort of way, when my mom was pregnant with me, she had to take a lot of medications. Um, She was on chemotherapy meds, actually. Um, I don't, I hope they don't do that anymore or I'm not sure I've never had a child. Um, but back in the two thousands, early two thousands, that's how it worked. So she was really sick when she had me and, um, she had to have a C-section when I was born and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not sure if that played a role in my, um, childhood, how I was sick. I assume so. But so growing up, um, within the first years of my life, I had, over 100 ear infections. So I ended up having to put tubes in my ears when I was around eight. And um, I had um, pneumonia every other month growing up. It was very common for me to have pneumonia, miss multiple weeks of school, and be on constant medication. I also had um, really bad asthma and still do to this day where I was on steroid puffers, regular Ventolin puffers and all that fun stuff. And I had psoriasis as well. So if you don't know what psoriasis is, it's just eczema, um, but much worse. Um, I had it all over my body on my ankles and wrists, hands, feet, my scalp, my back, um, the list goes on. And I actually remember um, when I was younger, I was prescribed a steroid cream for my psoriasis and it was all over my hands. So what my mom had to do for me 
was she had to put the steroid cream on my hands and then wrap my hands in saran wrap for like an hour so that it could seep in. Um, and I still remember that. It was awful. So that is uh, just a few things that I grew up with in my childhood. And then once I hit, mm, I would say, 16, um, I got a regular cold from being out um, in the cold weather. But it lasted about two weeks, and it turned into what now I have um, known as chronic urticaria. So um, it is urticaria is just a very fancy name for hives, chronic meaning, meaning long-lasting. Um, but basically after that cold, I just started to get um, hives everywhere and they were really clumped all over my body. My legs were full of hives and it would be at the point where it looked like I didn't have any circulation because there were so many hives and my legs were turning blue. Um, I also had angioedema. So that means that my either, uh, whether it was my, um, eyes swelling shut so I couldn't see or my lips swelling so big that I really couldn't talk. Um, that was all kind of part of that. And I had multiple trips to the uh, children's hospital near me. And each time um, they really didn't do anything. They took blood results and more blood results and everything was normal. They um, really just kept sending me home until one doctor sent me to a pediatric immunologist and once I was able to get an appointment with her and get on the right track with dealing with my chronic urticaria which um, I had no idea what that was until I saw this specialist I was just really clueless and you know me and my whole family were pretty worried because we were confused about what was going on but um, this um, immunologist was amazing she um, was able to give my parents clarity about what was going on, and um, she started me on a bunch of different medications that um, really helped in the moment with controlling my hives and controlling the swelling and controlling my asthma as well, because that was pretty bad at the time. And um, yeah, so I was put on, I think it was about six or seven pills a day as well as a steroid puffer, and then I got um, an experimental needle or injection every month. So this was when I was uh, about 16, as I mentioned. Um, oh, what year was that? Uh, 2017? I should know this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 2017. Um, and to this day, I have lowered my pills a lot. So I went from like six or seven to only taking um, two. And I still get the injections every month. But hopefully in the next few years, I'll slowly start to decrease the amount of injections I get until I don't have to get them anymore. Because let me tell you, they're very expensive. Luckily, the government covers it. Um, but if I had to pay full price, I would not be getting them. So that is basically, um, my, yeah, my sick kind of story growing up. Um, what also I want to mention is that around the same time as the chronic urticaria and the angioedema popped up, 
I also started getting really bad pain in my hands and my feet, in the joints, um, where they would throb for hours and hours, and it was really affecting my ability to do really simple tasks like write. I mean, as a uh, high school student, like what am I supposed to do? Um, like walk. I couldn't walk long distances. My feet would hurt so bad. Um, as I'm older now, to drive, to hold the steering wheel for so long, that grasping like motion, it was just very difficult. Um, but no one really took that seriously until I turned 18 and I moved out and into my own space. I moved to Ottawa to go to the University of Ottawa. And I took it upon myself to find a um, someone, anyone who could do, I don't know, anything really, x-rays, MRIs, whatever had to be done to figure out what was going on because I was pretty sure I had arthritis because um, of knowing other people in my family who also have arthritis. So um, I didn't have a family doctor because I had just moved to Ottawa. And so I went to the walk-in clinic and um, I talked to a doctor about it and she referred me to a physiotherapist. So the next week I went to the physiotherapist and um, I told her what had been going on and for, for how long and, and things like that. And so she was like, yeah, I think from what I'm hearing, you might have inflammatory arthritis. So let's, you know, start some, some short-term treatments. Um, to maybe reduce the swelling and the inflammation in your hands and feet. And then I'm going to get you referred to a rheumatologist. So I was referred to a rheumatologist and they did x-rays and MRIs. And as of now, so right now I'm going into my second year. So this was less than a year ago that all this happened. Um, so right now I have the results back for my MRI and x-rays and everything. And um, I looks of it now, I don't have rheumatoid arthritis right now. It's just inflammatory arthritis. Um, but that was really great to when I moved out to have someone listen to what I was going through and really um, not dismiss it as, you know, I'm being a little bit overdramatic or whatever, but like listen to to the pain that I was in and really like help me. Um, so that is where I was at with my arthritis. And so that's basically my background growing up um, being sick with all of these different things, with the ear infections, pneumonia, the asthma, the chronic urticaria, blah, blah, just so many things. And that's just like physical. I also grew up with really, really, really bad anxiety to this day. Um, I had a little bit of a stressful childhood. My parents were split up and going back and forth um, and not going to really go deep into that. There's not enough time. But um, yeah, I definitely had a very stressful childhood and I dealt with anxiety since a very young age, since I can really remember. And growing up more into my teens, um, I wasn't really also taken seriously by any doctors about my anxiety, which I totally like understand on one hand, like you don't want to you don't want to confuse um, like a teenager who's just going through something stressful or like trying to get attention. But there's also a lot of teenagers I know and people um, who are in their early 20s and I know that 
have had actual crippling anxiety or crippling depression for a long time and were always dismissed and who who now um, have finally gotten their doctors to see what they're going through just because they've turned, you know, 18. So it's kind of crazy to me that like once we turn 18, all of a sudden, I guess we are able to see things differently or change our mind about something or it's just, I don't really understand that whole thing, but that's definitely another time. Um, but yeah, that's more my mental background. Um, you're dealing with really bad anxiety. Um, more into my late teens um, with some um, depression, but always mainly anxiety as um, the the forefront. So that is my background um, and kind of why it leads into why I um, want, like I have such a passion for health and wellness because it has affected me my entire life, whether it be through physical health and getting sick, mental health with my anxiety. And um, it really, this past year, especially these past few months, have really been a turning point for me. And that is um, that is also what I'd really like to share because it contributes to why I started this whole blog a few months ago anyways. So in... January, I met with um, a relative of mine who is a holistic um, nutritionist, and she's gone through, um, you know, quite a bit herself. Um, but she really helped me take control of my eating habits so that I could really reduce the inflammation. So this was really geared towards my arthritis. I really wanted to change my eating habits to kickstart my immune system so that um, I could quote unquote heal, not really, but like treat, actually treat is a better word, treat my symptoms that I was having from this inflammatory arthritis. So um, some things that I wasn't allowed to eat or chose not to eat. I wasn't eating meat. I wasn't eating gluten or dairy. I wasn't eating nightshade vegetables. So examples of that would be potatoes, tomatoes, eggplant, things like that. Um, I, what else? I originally wasn't eating eggs, but then I was told to eat eggs um, just for added protein in that. What else? Um... Yeah, just really no sugars, um, very raw, a really raw diet. And at this time, I was in my first year of university, so I was in residence. I was on a meal plan at the dining hall, which if you are a university student and ever been in the university dining hall, you can pick either pasta or more pasta or grilled cheese or more pasta for dinner. Like that is what it is. So it was so difficult for me to to eat for the first few weeks at that dining hall. I ended up just um, having to pay for that, but also pay for my own groceries so that I could eat and make my own food because I was on such a strict um, meal plan, basically. So that really kickstarted my, um, my journey, I would say. Um, into natural healing. So that was number one, my nutrition for my arthritis. 
And that has lasted mm, until this day. Like until this day, I, I make some you know, adjustments. I'll have some sort of you know, fruit, because I was only eating berries, no other fruits. So to this day, like I'll have some a little bit of pineapple or, or like a mango or something like that. And I'll include like, um, like if there's a little bit of like sugar in something like that's okay, or whatever. So um, I did like change some things. But like, overall, I'm still pretty into the whole um meal plan that I was originally given in January. And then um, basically that lasted a good while until March of this year um, and COVID-19 decided to pay a little visit to us, um, which was so fun. (laughs) So we were kicked out of our residence and I moved back home to Stony Creek, Ontario with um, my mom, stepdad, my brother, nephew, older sister, and cat, all in a three-bedroom townhouse. Uh, that was definitely an experience that I will cherish forever. <laughs> but basically, I think that lasted um, the end of March to the end, the middle of May. So a few months I was there, and um, I didn't have my room Um because after I moved out, like our room switched around. So I was staying um, in my mom's room with her for the entirety of that whole thing, which was very um, interesting on my mental health. Um, But it really, the whole experience, very stressful as it was, it was really nice for me to have time to really evaluate where I was with my health, with my fitness, with my wellness, with my everything. Because I was stuck inside. I couldn't do anything outside, like I, except go on walks, obviously. But like there was no, you know, going out with friends or anything. I was really just forced to stay inside and sit down and eat, sleep, and do the remaining homework that I had. And so because of that, and with all of this added mental stress and um, and everything, not just because of the whole situation of the world, but also being in such a small, confined space with so many people and not having my own space, knowing the introvert in me, um, it was very overwhelming and stressful. So that was something that I really had to deal with. And it gave me time to start my blog, Health for Happy. So I had wanted to start a blog like this for a while, but I didn't really know, like, I didn't really have a direction, I guess. I just wanted to write about experiences I had learned in the past, um, things that I had gone through, and just kind of, you know, say what I could as I was learning new things to help others. That was basically it. And this time that I was having, because I had nothing else to do, um, really was what I needed to kickstart my blog and kickstart this whole journey for me. Um, I was able to one day sit down and go onto Wix.com, make a free account, and start my blog. And that was that. And I, I fell in love with the process in one day. I created it. I wrote my first blog post, which I believe was um, having a productive morning or morning routine, something about morning routines. Um, And I created an Instagram account for it. And I was so 
so happy about it. Um, yeah, it was just, it's something that I've always wanted to do. And so it felt so nice to have something done that I had wanted to do in this world that we were in full of chaos and, and fear basically. Um, yeah, it was really scary. So that is how health for happy came to be. And, um, while I was also in quarantine, I took it upon myself after having a very not productive conversation with a random family doctor. Um, I took it upon myself to find a naturopath because I had wanted to find one for a while to kind of just go over everything that have happened that I've talked about, um, you know, my sickness in my childhood, in my teens, all of the medication that I was on, this, that, and the other. And so there was just like so many things that were going on. And I was like, you know what? My doctor is not helpful at all. Right now, my nutrition is good, but there are so many more aspects to health. And I know that. And so finding a naturopath was just one thing that I could do that would, you know, it was just another step forward. And I knew that there were so many more steps forward that I needed to take. But this one new step that I could take, I wanted to take. So I found a naturopath downtown Ottawa and I had a Zoom call with her um, within the next few days of finding her. And she, to this day, is my absolute favorite human being. We talked for hours about everything that had happened in my entire life. And um, she got me on some supplements that I just honestly should have already been taking, like regular vitamins. Um, I was iron deficient. I had also just found that that out. So she really made sure that I was on a good iron. Um, We talked about inflammation. inflammation. So she got me on um, curcumin um, supplements. And then um, like just a week or so ago, she got me on a different um, tincture that will also help with um, my inflammation. So she has definitely helped me so much in the past few months. So, um, I'm really, I'm really done talking about (laughs) me. (laughs) Um, I think I've said way too much and you know, way more than you really want to, but that is basically my, my health and wellness story. And it kind of speaks to why I'm so passionate about it. It's because I've had so much, um, I guess, experience with it, not in like the best way, having to suffer through a bunch of different things, mental anxiety and, and, and all this stuff. So that has really pushed, um, my passion for health and wellness. So, um, you're probably asking why health for happy? What does that mean? How did I come up with that? And, um, it took me a while to come up with a name of my blog because it was something that I was so passionate about and I wanted it to be perfect. Basically I'm a Virgo, so I'm definitely a perfectionist and I I just wanted it to be the best that it could be. And that meant to me having a great name and I just wanted to prove um, that it was good, I guess. (laughs) So health for happy was one of the first things that I, that I, I guess, made up in my mind. And I was like, Oh, like, that's a good idea. And the more I thought about it, the more I really was able to dig into what it meant to me. And it was 
absolutely the perfect theme. So for me, struggling with my health for so long and struggling with my ability to be completely happy in who I was in where I was, in where I was going, and who I was surrounded by, and all of these things were all um, were all difficult because my mental, emotional, and physical health just wasn't there. And so it was really interesting for me to see that connection. That until I got all of those aspects of health down, I wasn't going to be completely happy. And all like ultimately, what I think is that. We're never at the top of our health game, if that makes sense. So even if you have been, you know, a health and wellness like advocate for your whole life and you have written books and you um, feel like you are in the best state ever with all aspects of your health, there is always room for improvement in your health journey, which means you're never done. You're never done in your health journey, whether it be mental, whether it be physical. Um, There's always a bigger and bigger and bigger goal to reach for ultimate health, which means there's always a bigger and bigger goal to reach to be happier and to live happier within who you are, within what you're doing. And so I, I just love that whole connection. Um, because, you know, everybody just wants to be happy and everybody wants to be healthy, but they don't all really understand the connection between that. And you can't have one without the other. So um, what I really wanted for this podcast and for my blog and for my account on Instagram and all that kind of stuff was um, to not forget any aspects of health because there are so many um I, I don't know if you would say like subsections of health. Um, a few that I can name off the top of my head, obviously, physical health, mental health, spiritual health, um, social health, emotional health, sexual health. There are so many aspects of health and wellness, and I can't limit any of them because you need all of them. And you can improve on all of them constantly. So for this podcast, I really want to focus on talking about every single aspect of health possible because we need all of them. You can't, you know, you can't be healthy if you have one, not the other. So that's really what I wanted to focus on for this podcast. And um yeah, that's basically how Health for Happy came about. It was just in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of um, struggling with my mental health, still with my physical health on such um, a crazy journey since I was young, um, I just wanted to, to create a place where I could share with, number one, what has happened to me and what I've learned so far, and also what I can continue to share so that when I'm older and I look back and I'd be like, you know what? Look how far I've come. Look when I was however old, 15 or 16, look what I was going through. And now, like, I, I, I can't wait for that day when I look back and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm so glad that I did that because it's just amazing to see how far that I've come. It's just, I'm even in the past, what, six, seven months, it baffles my mind how far I've come. 
when I moved off to university, my physical and mental health were not in a good place. Not because I was scared or worried about moving. I was so excited to move to university because I'm a very independent person. And I was, I was just so excited for this new journey. But um, my physical health was not in a good place. Um, and had, it had not been like for a long time, especially because um, despite all of the things that were going on, doctors just really never took me seriously. And I never just had one doctor my entire life to, to see all the connections between all these things that were happening. It was always one doctor and one doctor here, one doctor there, blah, blah. So anyway, once I finally moved on my own, I really took it into my own hands. And I went to see um, a walking clinic doctor to get referred to a physiotherapist. I went to see a walking do- a doctor to get um, a good website to find a cognitive behavioral therapist to get my therapy in. Um, I started antidepressants. I, which honestly, like that was a lot of backlash in my family for starting, but I'm, I'm ultimately glad I did because, um, it has really helped me, especially with like panic attacks. Um, in February, I did an RTT session with an amazing, amazing, um, RTT therapist, like amazing. I'm hoping um, to get on the show eventually, but, um, there's just like so many things that once I moved out, I feel like my, my life really started because I was able to take action and to start all of these, um, much needed, um, processes with my mental health, with my physical health. Um, and, you know, hopefully in the future as I'm doing this and as I'm, um, growing more and more, I can start to focus on all of the other aspects of health and wellness and really just come into my health in all aspects. So that is basically um, my explanation for Health for Happy, why I did Health for Happy, why I started it, what does it mean to me. And being the podcast lover that I am, I could listen to podcasts um, all day, every day. I love listening to podcasts, specifically ones geared towards health and wellness and self-improvement. And so for Health for Happy, and especially this podcast and blog, I wanted to make content that speaks to to the things that I like to learn from. Because the reason I listen to those podcasts is that it gives you a new perspective and it gives you ideas about you know, how to improve the way that you live the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you move, the way that you socialize, and all of these things. And it all contributes to um, optimizing your health. And so when I was thinking about content um, for this podcast and amazing people who I wanted to have on, um, I just, all I want is for someone to listen to this podcast or read a post on my Instagram stories or blog and just be like, hey, that's something that I can use or that gives me an idea to to live better, to think better, to feel better, to move better, to communicate better, just to be better, to find who you are and and be better because we we can never stop improving. We can never stop evolving or, you know, becoming 
better. We just can't. And so when I think of health for happy, I think that um, what I want to do is just really give everybody, including myself, the tools to to live better and to find that that person um, that could be better and continue to improve and get better and get better. So yeah, I'm so excited for what this podcast is going to hold. I um, I'm so thankful that you guys are here and you've listened to this podcast that is definitely way longer than I anticipated, but I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see what comes next. So thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you next time. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for being here and joining in with us. If you loved this episode, feel free to share it on your Insta stories. And be sure to tag us too at health.forhappy. To lend your personal support for the podcast, take a minute to share your thoughts in a review on iTunes. And with that, have a healthy and happy day, and we will see you next time. Thank you.